Welcome to Presence Church Sermon of the Week. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit PresenceOC.org. You know what? I, um, I wanted to, one of our, our core values at church, my name is Jesse, uh, senior pastor here. Um, some of you guys don't know me. There's a lot of new people here. I don't know. Why are you getting away from me? Just watch them. Watch them. Watch them. <laughs> um, hey, so one of our core values is that um, we're not the only thing, we're not the only place that God's moving. We're, we're not the thing. We're not it. We're, we're, just, we're just a group of people that feel really passionate about God moving in our, in our city. There's a lot of other really cool plate churches, places, uh, meetings that are happening. And I, and I, and I think one, one thing we want to do as a community is champion everybody we can. And so um, uh, this morning, I know, actually, I would have been there, to be honest, um, at 10, except their services are the exact same time ours is, so I, I can't. Um, but I wanted to. Um, there's a church starting in, in, um, in San Juan Capistrano at J. Sarah High School. Um, this is the first day. It's called Hillside Church, I believe. Um, I'm sure you can find them online. Um, I, I, I reached out to the pastor. I have friends. We have friends that know them and all that stuff. So honestly, I just want us to, can we just say a quick prayer? And just, I say quick, but radically atomic and powerful um, prayer. Um, so that we can just like propel them there. I mean, they don't need any help. They hired an in and out truck to come uh, for after their service. So I'm pretty sure they're dialed in. But, uh, but let's, let's, just, let's just champion them in the spirit. And just like Paul would do in the Bible, he says, I'm not there with you, but my spirit goes before me. So let's just, let's just, let's just attach faith to them. Which direction is San Clemente? I'm going with the majority. Where do we go? That way? I see hands everywhere. You guys are awesome. <laughs> you guys, get your Google out. Come on now. All right, so are we go, we're going with that way, right? All right, I want everybody to turn that way. You guys ready? You can reach your hand if you want or just reach your spirit out. I don't know how that works, but, but uh, it works. So um, you can just, just partner with my prayer here. Father, we release all of heaven down to San Juan Capistrano with Hillside Church. God, we bless them. We just declare that you will succeed. You will see lives uh, uh, healed, transformed, and saved. We, we bless you guys. We even pray that you would get more um, uh, catalytic Holy Spirit encounters than we do. We pray that you would just, uh, that you would make everybody else, including us, jealous of what God could do with a group of people sold out for Christ. So, Father, <laughs> bless them, God, is to, made, made to this morning and the rest of their time, God, that they're, that they're going for it. Be just incredibly abundant, full of joy, full of life. We pray they'd have fun. Amen. Come on. Thanks. That, that, that's the end of the message. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's awesome when churches pray for other churches. You know, I read somewhere that Jesus has a body. It doesn't say multiple bodies. Oh, just, uh, just hold your hands out in front of you. I just feel Jesus. Love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. 
rejoice. Take joy, my King, in what you hear. Let it be a sweet, sweet sound in your ear. I love you, Lord, and I lift my voice to I will give you all my praise. You alone I long to worship. You alone. Jesus. I feel torn between that place. I, I don't really want to talk, but God's so good. I was, I was thinking about during worship how I'm Chris, for those of you who don't know me. How many of you guys are the first time here? Just put your hand up. Wow, so honored to have you guys here with us. Thank you for coming. I'm one of the associate pastors. You already met Nicole. You met Gus. He did the transition. Jesse, our senior pastor, was leading worship. I just love that. I just think that's like the coolest thing ever. You know why he leads worship? Because he likes it. <laughs> it's awesome. It's an incredible honor to be with you guys. If, uh, if you've come once or twice or a couple times, um, come more, come around. If, if this isn't what you feel as being home, 
we're friends with lots of pastors in the area. We'll, we'll help you find a place where you feel like you belong. Um, God's doing incredible things in Orange County. Uh, I, was, uh, I was thinking about during worship how, you know, Jesus would wake up, uh, it says, in the early morning hours to just go be with his father. And I just thought about it. I was like, he didn't have an alarm clock. You know, it wasn't hard for him to get up. He was actually excited about his father. Like, it's just interesting, isn't it? That like, you know, if, any of the, if any of the stuff that we're doing that is spiritual, if, it, if it's becoming burdensome, it's because we don't understand who we are. We don't understand how much he loves us. I'm gonna say that over here because maybe, maybe they need to hear it too. If, if anything you're doing that is spiritual is becoming burdensome to you, then we don't understand who we are. We don't understand his love for us. Um, you know, before I, I, I started, you know, following Jesus, I'd had encounters with God. I'm, I'm, we're gonna be going through a little bit in John 14, 15, 16 today with the scriptures. We've been going through John as a series. I'm gonna pull out some verses in there. I'm gonna honestly share a little bit of personal kind of history testimony only because I, I wanna impart faith I feel like God wants to release faith to you that he's gonna encounter you in really dramatic ways. Like, you know, part of the vision statement of this church is encountering God together. Uh, you can't just encounter God by yourself because uh, God's community within himself. Did you know that there, you know, God is Father, Son, and Spirit? Uh, like, God is family within himself. God is community within himself. So you, you having your own personal relationship with God doesn't actually happen. There's no such thing. Uh, anyway, I just maybe that's just for me. I just needed to hear that, Karen. <laughs> so part of our vision is encountering God together, uh, equipping powerful people, and uh, transforming culture with the love of Jesus. You know, Jesus came to transform culture. He, uh, he came to make disciples of all nations. He gave his disciples that commission, which means that there's transformation that happens of culture. Um, what happens when everybody gets born again in a region? That's gonna change how things work. If it doesn't, I, tr- I question like, how born again people are. So uh, if you want to know where we got that vision statement, we were on a boat and uh, we just started worshiping and we got really, really filled with the joy of the Lord around that vision statement. And we're like, well, I, th- I think this might be Jesus. So let's run with this. So um, it's really awesome. I'm going to be hitting a few different things, but I, I just, Jesus is everything. I love where we went in worship today. He's everything. He is everything. He illustrates for us what it looks like to have a face-to-face relationship with God. Jesus goes up on a mountaintop with his disciples, with his followers. What happens? Cloud comes down, a voice speaks. This is my beloved son. Listen to him. It's pretty radical stuff, isn't it? This is what it looks like for a person who has flesh, skin on, to have a relationship with God. We've been hearing incredible testimonies lately of just people uh, here locally within this gathering, but also in other places in Orange County, of people just having face-to-face encounters with Jesus. Literally, Jesus waking them up in the middle of the night, speaking to them for hours, like having radical, like the Bible's really true, and Jesus is really alive. Let's just jump into it a little bit here. Is that all right? Let's just jump in here. Let me flip with me to John chapter 14. Uh, We had uh, Chuck Perry here with us a couple weeks ago from Bethel. Great man. He preached a a bit out of here in John 14. 
there's still more in there, so I wanted to grab a few other things. I love some of the stuff Chuck said. He said the key, to, he said the key to breakthrough, or you could say the key to life, or you could just say the way or whatever. Realizing that Jesus is here and finding out what he's doing. You know, there's nowhere you can go that Jesus isn't. You can come to a nightclub in the morning. You can come to the nightclub at night. Jesus is there. If people would realize that he was there, it would affect the way they live. If you would go there and realize that he's there, it would affect what you give. You can tell when I'm blasted, I start rhyming. I remember uh, experiencing the Holy Spirit for... Oh, I'll, I'll jump into the text first. Let's just read a little bit. I'll jump into the text. I'll leave you wait. I'll make you wait. Verse seven. Jesus having a discourse with his disciples here. This is him and his intimate friends. This is really cool that we even get to read this. It's really cool that John, the beloved, the disciple, he called himself the disciple whom Jesus loved. It's awesome to define yourself by God's love, isn't it? He records all of this for us from an intimate conversation that Jesus had with his chosen one, the ones that he brought close, the ones that, that he brought close and the ones that said yes to walking with him. Because a lot of times people would get freaked out and weirded out and they'd walk away. Jesus would say crazy stuff to him. He said, unless you eat of my flesh and drink of my blood, you have no part of me. Imagine if we started a church like that. The senior leader gets up, he says, unless you eat of my flesh and drink of my blood, you have no part of me. That'd be a little freaky, wouldn't it be? That's the church that Jesus started. He's a good senior leader. So here we are, we're in this discourse that Jesus is having with his disciples. He, uh, he tells them, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except by me. I love it, uh, Chuck, who was here, he didn't share his salvation testimony, but that's how he got saved. A white light walked into his room, and the white light said to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except by me. And, and he knew instinctively that it was Jesus. And it wasn't until about five years later that he read this in the Bible. That's awesome. He got down on his knees and he said, would you be my guru? Because he was a hippie. So he's like, would you be my guru? It's awesome. Encounters with God. I pray that everyone in this community and in Orange County would have a face-to-face encounter with Jesus. Yeah, at least one. So here he is, he's speaking. Philip asked a question. He's answering. But in verse seven, it says, if you had known me, you would have known my father also. From now on, you know him and have seen him. Isn't that beautiful? Do you know there's no other face of God except for the face of God in Christ Jesus? Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna kick a few cows over here, you know, sacred cows here. Things that we, we erect and, and say that are the image of God when they're really not. There's no face of God except for the face of God revealed in Christ Jesus. Do you see Jesus going around and calling down fire on cities and telling everybody they're gonna die because they're all sinners? Because you ever seen those videos that uh, are on YouTube where uh, somebody dubs over the Jesus film and Jesus is on there and he says, you're all sinners, there's no hope. You ever see those videos? They're on YouTube. A guy, a guy at Saddleback Church did those videos. Look them up online. They're good for a laugh. But that's how many of us believe God is. We believe that we have one foot of favor in the kingdom and we have one foot of disfavor. And somehow for our entire lives, we're here back and forth, a sinner and a saint day to day, a sinner and a saint day to day. Oh, if I could just, if I could just get over my flesh, brother. 
If I could just get set free from my flesh. You know, if you blame sin on your flesh, you're never actually gonna take ownership for the dysfunctions in your life. You're just gonna keep blaming it on something that Jesus already took care of. I got that from you. (laughs) If you blame sin on your flesh, you're never actually gonna deal with the dysfunctions in your life. If you blame your issues on the devil, you're making the devil more powerful than your savior. Yeah, I've been to places and I've been around ministries and people come up to you and they tell you different things. They're like, man, yeah, we're just a big target on us. You know, we're doing great things for the Lord. The devil's got a target on us. I'm like, you guys got it backwards. The devil has a target on him and you're holding the gun. It's interesting what we put our faith in, isn't it? As a man thinks within himself, so is he. That's, that's a different message I'm preaching. Let me get back to this one. If you had known me, you would have known my father also. From now on, you know him and have seen him. That is a pretty crazy statement. So Jesus is walking around all through the gospels. He's doing miracles. Signs and wonders follow him everywhere he goes. He lays hands on his disciples. Signs and wonders follow them everywhere they go. All this crazy stuff's happening. People don't fully understand who he is. Some say, oh, he's a prophet. He's the anointed one. Some say he's the Messiah. They don't even fully understand what that means. Isn't that interesting that God didn't just send a messenger from heaven? He actually became the messenger from heaven. Yeah, every false uh, religion on the planet is a breakdown about the deity of Christ. Some people say, oh, he's created, he's a guru, he's a spiritually ascended one. Other ones say, oh, he's like some spiritual being, but he didn't actually come in the flesh. Well, if he didn't come in the flesh, he couldn't deal with your sin. He couldn't show you that you could live a perfect life in the flesh, united with the king. Did I just say that, Carmel? Jesus didn't come just as an example for us. He came as an example of us. If you had known me, you would have known my father also. And now on, you know him and have seen him. That is wild. Here he is, he's with his followers, and he's actually saying, yeah, you know, you know the guy upstairs? <laughs> Philip said to him, Lord, show us the father. He's not getting it. Anybody ever been there before? Lord, show us the father, and it is enough for us. Jesus said to him, have I been so long with you, and yet you have not come to know me? You want to know what your father's like? Your father is the kind of person that'll put a coin in a fish's mouth. Your father is the kind of person that will wrap his arm around you and allow you to feel his heartbeat. Your father is the kind of person, I'm going to be bold right here. Your father's the kind of person that would go to the cross for you. You see, if all of God wasn't on the cross that day, then you can't trust all of God. Well, Pastor Jesse, we're gonna, I'm gonna have a little discourse with you just, just so I help myself feel comfortable while this is happening. If all of God wasn't on the cross that day, then you can't trust all of God. Imagine me, a father. I see one of my children in trouble. And things are gonna go really bad for him. The whole world's out to get him, out to kill him. And I, and I turn to his older brother and I say, hey, older brother, I'm not gonna go, why don't you go? 
Why don't you go take care of the problem? Could you fully trust a father like that? I'm just asking you some questions here. This is important. This stuff's really important. We wonder why uh, so many Christians deal with mental disorders. It's because they behold a God of two faces. Like one, one face is love and acceptance and the other face is I'm gonna get you. You dirty, rotten sinner, I'm gonna burn you up. <laughs> Did I just say there's no hell? No, I didn't say that. Hell's a, I believe hell's a real place. I believe people, when we reject love throughout our whole lives, God's constantly wooing us. He allows us to have that, that choice. But Jesus Christ stands in front of every man and every woman shouting, do not go this way. Somebody like that, that's awesome. All right, well, thank you for the encouragement, my friend. Lord, show us the Father and is enough for us. Verse nine, Jesus said to him, have I been so long with you and you have not come to know me, Philip? He who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Yes, he exhibited what his Father was like, but all the fullness of the deity dwells in Christ Jesus. Colossians one and two. All the fullness of the God had dwelt in bodily form in Christ Jesus. I love the next verse there in in Colossians. uh, I believe it's Colossians two. It says, and in him you are complete. Wow. Turn to your neighbor and say, in him you are complete. Turn to your other neighbor and say, are you in him? If they said no, lead them to Jesus right now. <laughs> you know, I didn't know you could have so much fun in church until I like, got around people that were having fun with Jesus. I remember going to church as a kid growing up and I remember hearing, you know, about the mark of the beast and how the whole world was going to burn up and I was like, man, this stuff's crazy. <laughs> you know, just, just all this different stuff. I'm like, man, this is, this is pretty wild stuff. And I'm like, where are they getting all this stuff from? And they'd, they'd go through all these crazy discourses about the book of Revelation. And I was just like, okay, whatever. I don't really get it. But, you know, what's, where's Jesus in all this? It's so interesting how we get off Jesus. What if we just turned our eyes on Jesus, looked full at his wonderful face? The things of earth grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. Like, just look at Jesus. I remember, uh, you know, receiving the Lord at seven years old and kind of just being back and forth because I had these different pictures that were presented to me about what God was like. And then I made choices with those pictures. You know, I made choices to not follow Jesus. Uh, By the time I was 14 years old, I'd completely walked away from what I I saw as church. Um, I I was burnt out by it. I was hurt by it. Um, by the time I was 19 years old, I was at university in San Diego and I was living as a practical atheist. That's, that's the terminology I use. I, I said I believed in God, but nothing in my life showed it. Anybody ever been there? <laughs> then I saw some happy Christians and I didn't think it was possible. I met Jessica and I met James Edwards and I was like, man, those guys, like there's something about them. I'm like, but that can't be real, you know? They must be brainwashed. Yes, they are brainwashed. They've been transformed by the word and the washing of the water of the word in their mind. (laughs) So I need an encounter with God. And so I started, a friend challenged me, a friend who actually lives here in Costa Mesa, and I challenged me, he said, I dare you to read the Bible every day. He said, start in the book of John. So I started reading through John, I started reading through Acts, and God started speaking to me through what I was reading. He literally started speaking to me. And about four weeks into this process, 
the Spirit of God walked into my apartment, and for two days, I was delivered of devils. You know, devils aren't just in Africa. (laughs) Just me and Jesus. I had a truth encounter. I got set free. Tons of stuff that I was dealing with, tons of brokenness, tons of junk that was in my life, completely disappeared. Completely disappeared. Like radically delivered. I came out of this encounter with God filled with joy. I literally, I'm I'm in my apartment and I, I would like, I was overwhelmed by God's presence. I just felt waves of his love washing over me. I was weeping, I was crying. And then I started laughing. And I couldn't stop laughing. Well, David said in Psalm 51 that we would be restored to the joy of our salvation, amen? Joy is a fruit of the spirit, amen? Sadness is not a fruit of the spirit. Depression is not a fruit of the spirit. Being depressed is not spiritual. Um, if, you, if you're feeling depressed, like Jesus has been there, he's gone through things that could be pretty depressing. All of his friends turning away from him, everybody abandoning him, feeling completely alone there on the cross, experiencing the complete depravity of human experience, yet without sin. So he knows what it's like. He can enter into your broken areas of life, but he doesn't endorse them. He doesn't want to leave you there. This is okay, Pastor Jesse. (laughs) I started laughing. Like, I just started laughing in my apartment, and I couldn't stop. And I went to church, and I'd be laughing. And I'd I'd go to prayer meetings, and I wanted to start laughing. And, you know, people told me. They'd they'd come over, and they'd be like, don't worry, the honeymoon will wear off. It hasn't worn off. Sometimes some of you guys, you're married, you know, you have, you have a spouse and stuff like that. And people have told you, oh, yeah, you know, the, the, that, those feelings wear off after a while. If those feelings wear off after a while, we're doing something wrong. Yeah. <laughs> like love endures and love gets stronger. Yeah. You know, love is not just a feeling, but it is also a feeling and a choice. It's, because <laughs> love's a person. And the person of love, God, is love, is emotional. He has emotions. He has feelings. He called his disciples friends. You know that Jesus is a friend of sinners? But I wonder, are all sinners a friend of him? Okay, anyway, just, just me thinking. Show us the Father... How can you say, show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father? Verse 10, the Father is in me. The words that I speak to you, I do not speak on my own initiative, but the Father abiding in me. That is awesome that God abides in Jesus. All of God abiding in me does his works. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father is in me. Otherwise, believe because of the works themselves. That is an interesting statement, isn't it? Jesus is literally saying, hey, if you don't believe what I'm saying, Just believe the miracles. They'll actually lead you into what I'm saying. (laughs) If we say we're followers of Jesus and miracles aren't following our life, something's wrong. Because if we follow the miracle worker, miracles can't help but happen. I I was offended by a miracle that happened here at church. I didn't think it was Jesus at first. I was like, I don't know what happened. I'm not sure if that actually happened. Uh, one of our, where's Chappie at? Chappie here? Chappie was there. Chappie! 
Chappie was up here painting, and was it, on, was it on Easter when you did that painting, right? It was on Easter, and he was painting up here, and somebody, or whenever it was, you're painting a, a girl dancing, and somebody in the room, they said, That's, that painting is for me. They felt like that was a prophetic word for them. Well, they started to kind of like feel afterwards like a little bit of doubt or a little bit of, you know, wonder. You ever notice that like God will say something to you, and then afterwards you have the opportunity to doubt if you want to? Famous evangelist says you, you need to learn how to doubt your doubts. Doubt your doubts. Say that to your neighbor. Doubt your doubts. So th- this, wo- this, this woman in the community was looking at the painting, and she's wondering if it's for her. She looks down at her arm, and her arm is covered in paint. Now, she's not been anywhere near the painting. Now, I thought it was a little weird, and I was like, I don't know about that until it happened to somebody else. So I called a mentor in my life who, who does like lots of creative stuff and things like that, or I texted her. And I said, hey, this is what happened. She said, you need to look up the Hebrew word. Uh, it's, I don't know how to pronounce it. It's in English, it's M-A-S-A-C-H or Masoch or something like that. And it literally means to paint or to anoint. Now that's pretty weird, isn't it? That somebody could be nowhere near a painting and then paint like literally appears up all over their arm. It's pretty crazy, isn't it? That's a little bit offensive. You know, it's offensive, you know? You're what? She must have been rubbing up on the painting, you know? Like, she's like, I really like this painting. I'm going to rub my arm on it like this. It was under her arm and stuff like that. I, I, didn't, I didn't actually, I was like, I don't know about that until it happened to somebody else. And, I, and I, as they're sharing, I felt the presence of God. How do you know if something's Jesus? You feel the presence of God. How do you know the presence of God? You spend time with him. A lot of freebies today. A lot of freebies. Believe me that I'm in the Father. Otherwise, believe because of the works themselves. If miracles aren't happening around you, like, like get around Jesus. He's a miracle worker. If you're like, well, I don't, I don't know how to see people get healed. Well, just remove yourself from the equation and say, well, Jesus likes to heal people. Jesus likes to use imperfect people to heal people. I have some things that I'm still growing in. Jesus said the kingdom of heaven's at hand. He said, lay your hands on the sick and they will recover. All right, let's try it out. You know the worst thing that could happen? Somebody gets happy and somebody looks at you and says, wow, I've never met somebody that actually believes as much as you. Somebody uh, that I know was at uh, the grocery store this past week, and um, they walked by somebody out front, and uh, as they walked by the person, they just kind of had this thought, scoliosis. So the person walked over to uh, this gal. This gal was working for Greenpeace. You know, she's, she's asking for money. And uh, I, love, I love seeing people out there preaching about different issues, because I'm like, well, if they can preach to me about an issue, then, then, you know, we can preach to them about an issue. So this person walks over to him, and, uh, and, and says, hey, this is super random. You have scoliosis? Girl says, yeah. So the person's praying says, you, you want to see something cool? This is a really good, really good tip for healing ministry. Just ask people, hey, you want to see something cool? <laughs> you want to see something cool? Or Robert said the key to his healing ministry was if God didn't show up, he was finished. Wow. You want to see something cool? 
Uh, the person's with the gal. He says, put, put your hand on your spine. She puts her hand on her spine. She feels energy start moving through her back. No one that you could see was laying hands on her, unless you had the eye to see who was there laying hands on her. And uh, she experienced healing in her body. Another person got healed of some other stuff. Just, just good things happening. Why am I sharing that? Because this is normal stories about normal people. This is just somebody in the community seeing this kind of stuff. Uh, truly, truly, I say to you, Verse 12, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. Wow, that's interesting. What kind of works was Jesus doing? Pretty supernatural ones, miracles. He was doing radical stuff. You know, you could have issues going on in your life, physical issues, things that you need breakthrough in. You know, maybe you need money. That doesn't make God any less the giver of all good gifts. It doesn't make him any less the provider. You can need a physical healing. It doesn't make God any less the healer. okay? People are getting happy. I love when people laugh. You know, you, you don't have to look like other people here, like if you see people laughing and stuff like that, you don't have to look like them, but you can if you want to. Um, allow God to, to minister to your heart the way that he ministers to you, okay? But if, uh, if you need joy, we're gonna, I, I'm gonna, I feel something, there's been something going on in the service, and I don't know what that means, but maybe we'll lay hands on you, or we'll just, something's gonna happen. Turn to your neighbor and say, something's gonna happen. Truly, truly, I say to you, he believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these he will do. You know that word greater there, it actually means greater. It does, it means greater. It actually means greater in kind and quality. Um, I have a friend, he is from India. He's a Christian. His Christian village has been Christian for 2,000, close to 2,000 years. Thomas, you know Thomas in the Bible, the, 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 the one that doubting, they call him doubting Thomas? Well, he wasn't doubting Thomas after, you know, the resurrection and the empowerment by the Spirit. He actually went to India and went and preached the gospel. So the story is Thomas went to my friend's village. He took a thing of water, like a little, like a cup or something like that, and he, he got the whole village together. He said, to prove to you that I'm sent from the Almighty God, the God of all gods, the King of all kings, the one who's above every other God that you've ever worshipped or ever talked about, to prove to you that I'm sent from him, I'm going to take this water and I'm going to throw it up in the air and it's going to stay in the air. And that village has been a Christian village for 2,000 years. They actually name, like, a lot of the people from that village, they name them, like, something, something Thomas. Isn't that cool? Isn't that cool? Thomas girls. Got, got the youth here. It's awesome. Thomas family right there. I'm just looking at them while I'm talking to them. Whatever you ask in my name, verse 13, that I will do so that the Father will be glorified in the Son. That is amazing. Jesse preached on it last week. Whatever you wish. Do you know that the word desire literally means of the Father? Aaron, I was going to have you share the testimony about, you know, getting the job with Huntington Beach, but Nicole beat me to it. Do you want to share any other testimonies? Do you have anything else you're loaded with or anything you're feeling? Come on up here. He's going to share another testimony. This is Aaron, everybody. Morning, everybody. How are you? I'm honored to be here with you. Um, I will say this. Um, uh, when Jesse, Pastor Jesse, last week said, uh, announce uh, to the Lord and to others around you um, a wish, something on your heart, uh, I was a little hesitant at first. I'm one of those. <laughs> I know there's others of you in the room. 
oh man, something immediately came into my heart. Ask for that internship you've been looking forward to. Mm, it's a big one. I don't know. A lot of people apply to these types of internships. Uh, I might hold off on that. <laughs> I did apply, however. It was about mid-December. It had been a while. And uh, a little hesitant, um, just after the service, I sit right up here. And um, uh, Gus comes up, one of the worship leaders. They start playing worship music. And I thought, hmm, I love this type of worship music, just acoustic guitar. Uh, some vocals, maybe a chorus here and there. I'm going to sit right here and enjoy it. Let the instruments uh, minister to me. And um, <laughs> I didn't ask for this. I didn't pray for this. I wasn't praying for anything other than I just want to spend time with Jesus. I just want his sweetness and his kindness to minister to my heart. And uh, he takes me by the arm right away. And... Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I had lost my father-in-law, and he was so close to me, like a father. And when I would visit him, he would minister to me. This is hard. <laughs> Harder than I thought. Sorry. Um, I should have asked how much time I have. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I don't want this to offend anybody because this is not something that happens to me on a regular basis. But, mm, side note, this community is powerful. <laughs> Jesse is right. I'm sitting here and he takes me by the right arm. Whisk me away. And it's real bright. My father-in-law is standing right there. And he, it was like um, eight or nine years ago, he suffered a severe stroke. And so he had lost his the, um, uh, left side of his body. And he was there and he was young. And he was full of energy, full of joy. All of his limbs working, strong, healthy, had the biggest grin on his face. He loved to have a big mustache and long hair, kind of a hippie. And um, he's just smiling at me, and we embrace. And he gives me this heavenly wisdom because I was hesitant about my wish. And he said, I knew when I was on earth that Jesus is a good gift giver. He gives good gifts to the people he loves, to his godly lovers. And he said, but when I got to heaven, that revelation became more clear. It exploded, he said, in my heart and in my mind. It's like when you anticipate something in life, when you, oh, I'm looking forward to this. And then when it gets there, you're like, oh, my goodness, it's so much bigger than I imagined. Like you thought you knew, but... Oh, it's so much better than that. That's what he passed on to me. And I thought, oh, Big J, that is such good heavenly revelation. <laughs> Holy moly. I know that too. I know he's so good. But he said, don't be shy. I woke up out of this vision. I said, yes, Lord, I want that. Two days later, I got an email, set up an interview on Friday. Five minutes into the interview, he offered me the job. Oh, that's awesome. Give Jesus a shout. That's awesome. Um, 
Hey, come back, Aaron, come back real quick. Um, we might jump back into the text, but who, stand up if you need like a dream position, like a dream job. You've been waiting for like a new job. You're in job transition, something like that. Like, you know, something's happening. Don't worry, we won't tell your boss if you're standing up and you have a current boss. Let's pray. I pray my testimony, my report helps you. In Proverbs, it says a good report refreshes and strengthens your inner being. It strengthens our bone. A good testimony strengthens our hearts. Jesus, I pray that this good report, this testimony, literally of you, strengthens their bodies. It gives them faith and hope and excitement about their future. I pray for jobs, for increase, for more, for the desires of their heart to come to fruition, to manifest right now in Jesus' name. I pray that they expect it, that you impart the anticipation in their minds and in their spirits. When you wish, know it, that they know it, that they feel you on it. Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. This gentleman right here in the glasses, you can do anything you set your heart to. I got a word before going into my interview, and the word was from my wife. She's amazing. She said, your king's heart is enough. Your king's heart is enough. His heart, yes, but the heart inside you. Your heart is enough. Anything you set it upon, you can do. Because he's made us kings and priests, amen? amen. Your king's heart is enough. Say yes and do it. Come on, that's awesome. That's awesome. This is fun. If you want more of this kind of stuff, come on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, because we're going to do more. What's your name, bro? Matt, good to meet you. That was a good word. That, did that bless you? Good. <laughs> That's awesome. Man, thanks, Aaron. That was, that was good ministry, bro. I like that. I feel the anointing. Turn to your neighbor and say, I feel the anointing. <laughs> Whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. That is pretty wild, isn't it? Some people are like, oh, I don't believe in like name it, claim it stuff. I don't know what to do with that. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. Well, how do you know if it's in his name? Well, is it in the character of love? Is it in the character of love? If you love me, <laughs> you will keep my commandments, my words, my sayings. I will ask the Father. This is, this is where I wanted to get. This is actually, this is actually the, the crux of the message today. If, if you want a crux or like a main point, this is, this is where I wanted to be. I feel Holy Spirit so strong. We love you, Holy Spirit. We love you so much. I love that you wake us up in the middle of the night just to hang out with us, Holy Spirit. I love that you lead us to Jesus, Holy Spirit. I love that you're so loving. I will ask the Father and he will give you another helper that he may be with you forever. That is such a good promise. 
God spoke to Oral Roberts, and he said, I want you to take my healing power to the nations. Now, I'm not trying to exalt Oral Roberts' ministry over anybody else's. Whatever God's telling you, that's actually really, really awesome and really powerful. God could tell you, I want you to take my teaching power to the nations. I want, I want you to take my loving power to the nations. I want you to take my power of adoption to the nations. He could be telling you anything. So Oral Roberts is having this encounter with Jesus, and he's like, but God, I don't, I don't know how. And God says, well, what do you have? And Oral Roberts is like, I, I don't know. He says, well, you have the Holy Spirit. You have Holy Spirit. And having Holy Spirit is like having me in the flesh by your side. I say that again. Having Holy Spirit is like having me in the flesh by your side. Now, he had been, you know, filled with the Spirit. He'd had a, a, what people call a glossolalia experience, if you want to get some good Greek terminology for God stuff. Look that up when you go home. I won't explain it. But uh, he had had that before, but in that moment, Holy Spirit became so real to him. I will ask of the Father, and he will give you another helper that he may be with you forever. That is the Spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it does not see him or know him. You know, Holy Spirit, he's touching everyone, but is everyone receiving him? He's touching everyone, but is everyone receiving him? You see, he is friendly. He's a friend of sinners. If you want to know what Holy Spirit's like, he's like Jesus. He goes places that church folks say he shouldn't go. <laughs> Holy Spirit's like Jesus. The world cannot receive him because it does not see him or know him. This is really good. But you know him because he abides with you and will be in you. That's a pretty radical promise. These disciples are in a room with this, this, this person who's God and man in the flesh, like, like you, the unification of God and man forever to prove to us that God is actually wanting and desiring to occupy human flesh. Like he's not looking for something made out of hands or you know, some golden building to dwell in. He actually wants to dwell in you. And he wants to dwell in our relationships. He wants to dwell within us and with us and around us. It's incredible, isn't it? Jesus came to prove that. Good news. He will be with you and he will be in you. But how crazy is that? That like you know, Jesus, they're walking with Jesus and he says, it's better that I go because the Holy Spirit's gonna come and he's gonna be with you and in you. Pretty hard to feel distant from God when he lives inside. <laughs> oh, but Chris, I feel so dry. I feel so dry. I'm just having the most dry experience. It's just spiritual. Everything's so dark. And so the light of the world lives inside of you. Yes, that's offensive if you're having a hard time. It's totally offensive. But we have to get over the fact that it's offensive and put our eyes on Jesus so that we can actually come out of the issues that are going on in our life. It takes joy to get out of depression. This is a girl, uh, oh, what should I share? Which one? There was a girl uh, in Australia. She was in these meetings that we were doing over there, and we did a lot of meetings there. And for a couple of years, I watched her. She was uh, multiple personality disorder. She had, uh, what did she have? She had an autoimmune stuff going on, uh, fibromyalgia. She was in a motorized scooter. Um, her name was Claire. She'd uh, had an injury when she was about 14, 15 years old to her tailbone. She's had pain ever since. She's over 30. I don't, I don't know how old she was. She's over 30, a few years over 30. And uh, 
She's in a, in a motorized scooter. She's in constant pain. She, I remember the first time I met her, she didn't want a hug. She didn't want to interact at all. I went to go hug, give her a hug because, you know, Jesus, he just likes to hug people sometimes. <laughs> he's in here. He just wants to grab them, bring them close. And she's like, no, no, I don't like to be touched. And I was like, okay, I'll, I'll respect that, you know. <laughs> Jesus does respect our boundaries sometimes, you know. So uh, I ended up being in a meeting one time, and I'm speaking, and uh, during the meeting, I just felt really strong that God wanted to heal somebody's tailbone. I didn't know she had an issue with her tailbone, or maybe I did. I don't, she's in a motorized scooter, so maybe I couldn't tell that she had an issue with her tailbone. I felt a burning on my tailbone, like electricity, and I'm like, God wants to heal somebody's tailbone. You wonder how we get words for people? You, you feel stuff, you hear stuff, you think stuff. You just try it out and see if it works, and it does. Jesus wants it more than you do. So I said, God's, God wants to heal somebody's tailbone. Well, Claire pushed herself out of her seat, stood to her feet. And as soon as she did, the power of God hit her like a lightning bolt. She fell over into the aisle and laid there for a while. Now I had to clean up because, you know, people are looking, they're like, what's happening to her right now? And uh, I, I didn't do anything. I didn't touch her. I didn't point at her. I didn't go like, or do anything like that. Like she just, <laughs> she just fell over. Well, about 20 minutes go by. I don't hear what happens. We keep going on with the service. But I find out later what happened. On Sunday, a few days later, Claire comes to church without her motorized scooter, walking. She always used a little, like, walker thing or her motorized scooter. She came to church walking. And she says, Chris, can I share a testimony? Now, mind you, she has social anxiety disorder. Had. Getting up in front of a group of people. Very scary. She gets up in front of the whole room laughing and ecstatic in joy, overwhelmed by God. If you had just come to church and you'd never been there before, you would say, that girl has been drinking this morning before the service. (laughs) Not Holy Spirit. She's been drinking something. She gets up and shares how when she was on the floor, she went somewhere and she saw Jesus. And Jesus spoke to her. And she looked at his hands and his feet, his nail-pierced hands, his nail-pierced feet, and she grabbed a hold of his feet, and she said, I'm not letting go till I'm whole. Don't you love that? That is faith right there. That is faith right there. I'm not letting go till I'm whole. Like the woman with the issue of blood, I'm not, I'm going to touch, if I could just touch Jesus. You know, you're here this morning, you need a breakthrough. You don't need to touch Jesse or Jessica or Paris or anybody. You need to touch Jesus. But sometimes Jesus is actually in the person next to you in a profound way for your breakthrough. (laughs) She went back to the doctor. They took her off the medication for multiple personality disorder. They said, I don't know what to say, but you you don't have any of the symptoms. She told me, she said, Chris, I feel like one person now. That's what happens when you see Jesus. You see, Jesus is the exact representation of the Father. He is the image of God. He has one face. And when he shows up in your life, the power of God, the love of God, the joy of God can't help but happen. Claire got up laughing, filled with joy, overwhelmed. I'm sensing there's people here this morning and you've been going through all kinds of junk or you just feel overwhelmed by the world. Maybe it's been five years, 10 years since you felt like you've actually had joy. The Lord Jesus is gonna touch you today. He said, my joy would be in you and yet your joy would be full. Now, how much joy do you think Jesus has if he's the author of all joy? He's got a lot. He's got a lot and he's so generous. He just loves to share. 
be so generous. You know, Paul and Silas are in prison and they're singing. Your, your, your world around you doesn't dictate your joy level. The love of God in Christ Jesus does. Why don't you guys stand to your feet? I kind of I don't know where I'm gonna go right now. Um, if I could have uh, the prayer team and maybe Aaron come up too and Natalie come up too, Carmel, just some of the prayer team just come on up. And um, We do have kids, so we need to release for kids. If you need to pick up, oh gosh, it's 12. Who's, whose fault is it? is it? Did you go too long or did I go too long? Jesus. <laughs> if you, if you uh, have a kid and kids care, go grab them right now. Just go ahead and excuse yourself. I'll pray for you before you do. Father, I bless everybody here in Jesus' name. If you need to go grab your kid, go grab your kid. But uh, we wanna pray for folks. Um, as we do, if I could get maybe the, the house music to come up in just a second, I just, I just feel the Holy Spirit just wants to actually touch people in a profound way. He said in verse 18, I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. After a little while, the world will no longer see me, but you will see me because I live, you will live also. What does that mean? How can you see Jesus, but the world not see him? Well, that's because he's gonna show up to you when the world's not around. When you're off by yourself. When you're with a couple people that you're friends with, loving, loving on him. He's gonna show up. He's actually gonna show up. It literally says he would appear to you. That word actually means to appear. Now, that's pretty radical, isn't it? Jesus could appear to Claire on the floor. Jesus can appear to you anywhere. Um, I, I feel like I want to do some profound stuff. In this day, you will know that I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. When you start to see him, you start to see your union. When you start to see your union, you start to feel joy. Um, I'm going to pray, and uh, as I do, I just feel the Holy Spirit. He's going he's gonna to really, I don't know how to describe this. He's going to a light on people. He's gonna, he's gonna, what the Bible says, fall on people. Um, he's gonna touch people all over the room. Aaron, if you just come on over too, I just, if you have anything to pray or whatever, just come on over. Um, I just feel the Holy Spirit wants to fall on people and touch people. I know the prayer team's up here. Um, I'm gonna invite people up in just a moment to come up for prayer. Oh, Father, we love you. We love you. We love you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Do you have anything, anything you're sensing, Aaron? If you do, just grab it. Do you guys feel just his presence here right now? Just hold your hands in front of you, or if you want, put your hand on your heart, or just, yeah, I just see the Holy Spirit just moving. I don't know why, but where I'm looking, I just see the Holy Spirit just falling over there right now. God, we just thank you for what you're doing. We just thank you for your power just touching people right now. Holy Ghost, we just thank you for your power just touching people. God's gonna baptize people fresh right now. God, we just thank you for what you're doing. Yeah, I just felt like um, as Chris was beginning to preach this morning that um, there's that God's healing someone of an eating disorder. Like it's been a 15-year eating disorder, um, and he's touching you right now. Jesus, thank you, Lord. All around the room, healing's going on right now. There's a, a girl, your back's just been healed just now, just now. Just now, was just healed. You just felt something run down your spine. God, thank you for what you're doing. Just check it out. Move around. The Lord already healed you. Someone being healed of a that tailbone injury. Someone being healed of a head trauma related to a car accident. It gives fogginess in your mind. The Lord Jesus heals you right now. Lord God, we just bless what you're doing all over the room. Somebody, you have pain on the left side of your neck, and it just left. Move your neck around right now. The Lord just healed you. 
The Lord just healed you. If that's you, your neck pain just left, just wave at me. Just wave at me if that was you. There it is. That's the one. Thank you, Father. That's at least one right there. Thank you, Father. That's awesome. That's awesome. Just keep checking your body all over the room. Oh, Lord, what do you want to do right now? I know you want to touch people. Man, I see the power of God on you. I just bless you in Jesus' name. I bless you in Jesus' name. I'm going to... I'm gonna come off the mic. If, if you want prayer, come forward. If you just wanna stay where you are, you can stay there too and we'll come to you. Uh, the Hearing from God class is gonna start in like 15-ish minutes or so. We're just gonna keep praying for people, okay? Amen. If you need to give your life to Jesus, tell somebody next to you. I need Jesus. Bless you guys. Have a great weekend. Hang out as long as you want. Um, we're going to be here. So, amen. Thanks for listening to the Sermon of the Week. Be sure to visit our website at presenceoc.org to find out more about Presence Church.